0: You're listening to the Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. We come alive as a way filled with the Living Word. a have heard the lies so we can fully rest in your truth.
1: Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. "I'm A. joint." heir with jesus christ not a lesser heir i'm a joint heir that's why paul writes to the corinthian church and he says you guys are squabbling and fighting over things of this earth and you're taking one another to court listen all things are yours you're joint heirs with jesus christ how much does he own he owns everything how much am i gonna get everything don't worry about the bank and your account and anything in this life man you got an inheritance you can't even wrap your mind around
0: There's no reason to waste your energy accruing earthly treasures. These things quickly become distractions from your true purpose in this world. You may find yourself coveting the possessions of others. But as Pastor Danny reminds us in today's message, you have a great inheritance coming. Together with Christ, you will inherit everything that God has created. What amazing grace! Not only does God withhold the judgment you deserve, but He gives you an equal share in what He gives His Son. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: It is not to angels that He has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking. Stop there. It is not to angels that God has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking. Now, when last week in our study of chapter 1 and the first four verses of chapter 2, when did He talk about the world to come? We'll go back to chapter 1. We didn't talk about it. We just cited it. It's the seventh and final Old Testament quotation. You find it in verse 13 of chapter 1. To which of the angels did God ever say, Ma'am, I love your child, and I love you, and I hope you don't feel uncomfortable, but we got a family room over here, and I don't want anybody distracted by what the Holy Spirit's going to say to us. So if you don't mind, I, I love you, and I love your child. I have four. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I know they're just going to be children. God bless you. Thank you for doing that. So chapter 2, verses 1 through 4 warned us, don't neglect this message. Don't drift away from it because it's the only message whereby you'll be saved. So Jesus, greater than the angels, but he says, it's not to angels that he has subjected the world to come, about which we are speaking. And verse 13, to which of the angels did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? It's a very literal verse and prophecy about Messiah that one day the Father will make all of Messiah, Jesus Christ's enemies, a footstool for his feet. It's very literal because in ancient history, kings were always elevated above their subjects, and if you came before the king, you were always at the king's feet because he's on his throne. Are you with me? One day, all... Of Jesus' enemies will be made a footstool for his feet. Now, all kind of enemies. You know what the Bible says the last enemy to be destroyed is? Death. Can't wait for that day. Every day I look in the mirror, I can't wait for that day. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Lots and lots of scriptures I could give you. We talked about Philippians 2. I at least cited it last week that God's given him the name Jesus, the name above every name there now, that at the name of Jesus, one day every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he's Lord. And that will happen one day with unbelievers and believers. Every tongue confess, every knee bow, that he's Lord. And prophecy after prophecy after prophecy that Jesus, when he comes again, he will set up his kingdom on earth. Okay? He'll set up his kingdom. Isaiah said, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will rule and reign supreme. I can't wait for that day. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 describes this second coming in this way. Verse 4, 2 Thessalonians, all this is evidence, verse 5, that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you'll be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He'll pay back trouble to those who trouble you. And give relief to you who are troubled and to us as well. Now, he's writing to Christians suffering persecution in the world. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed. This includes you because you believed our testimony to you, the testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. One day he's coming. If you know anything about prophecy, he's coming soon. Uh, Folks, this is real stuff. I wish I could just grab you and shake you if you don't know how real this stuff is. Jesus really is coming. He came the first time. He gave his life. He died on the cross. He was buried. Three days later, he rose again. And he did it so that you and I might be saved. All right? And he's coming again. He's coming again. He's going to set up a kingdom, and he's going to rule and reign supreme. There will be no Democrats then. (laughs) There will be no Republicans then. Uh, there'll only be independents. Actually, only one independent, and that's Jesus Christ. And he's not like the independents now. He's King of kings and Lord of lords, and he's going to come, he's going to rule, he's going to reign forever and ever and ever and ever. Zechariah 14.9 puts it very succinctly, and it just says, in that day there'll only be one name and one Lord, and he'll be Lord of the whole earth. He's coming. Now, here's one of the most fascinating things about knowing that Jesus is coming again and that he will set up his kingdom and he will rule and reign supreme forever and ever and ever and ever. Here's one of the most fascinating things about that. Along with those same prophecies, linked with those prophecies, there are prophecies, numerous ones, some spoken by Jesus himself, that tell me as a Christian that I'm going to rule and reign with him. Is that incredible? I'm going to rule and reign with him. Revelation 321, Jesus says, To him who overcomes... I'll give him the right to sit on my throne, just as I overcame and have sat on that throne. You overcome by faith in Jesus, and then one day you'll sit on his throne with him. Listen, let me blow your mind. Ephesians chapter 1, what does it say? Uh, Verse um, 19, his comparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority power and dominion and every title that can be given not only in the present age but also in the one to come and god placed all things under his feet there see it again all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church whoa for the church which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. And then you get a little later in chapter 2, and here's what he says. God made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Folks, listen. Here's what we just read. Here's what the Bible declares. That when I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and even right now as a Christian, Even though I'm standing here on this physical platform, and I'm living on a physical planet earth, I am spiritually seated with Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms. It's just as if I'm already there. I'm seated with him on his throne. And when he comes again and sets up his throne on this earth, and the kingdoms of this world become the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ I, and you, if you know him as Lord and Savior, will rule and reign with him. Listen, listen. The Bible says I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Not a lesser heir. I'm a joint heir. That's why Paul writes to the Corinthian church, and he says, you guys are squabbling and fighting over things of this earth, and you're taking one another to court. Listen, all things are yours. You're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. How much does he own? He owns everything. <laughs> How much am I going to get? Everything. Don't worry about the bank and your account and anything in this life. Man, you've got an inheritance. You can't even wrap your mind around. Amazing. Amazing. Come on. You can't give him praise. That's okay. That's okay. Well, that was one verse. Verse. You know, for the last three weeks, God made it difficult for me in one way because I usually I preach and teach with an outline, point one, point two, point three, poem, conclusion, nice story, something. And for the last three weeks, he hasn't given me an outline. So that was one verse. Verse 5, chapter 2. But there is a place where someone has testified, and the someone is King David in Psalm 8. And he quotes a section of Psalm 8. What is man that you are mindful of him? The Son of Man, that you care for him. You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. That's what Psalm 110 from chapter 1, verse 13 said about the Messiah. But here, while also I believe a reference to Messiah because it says the Son of Man, and that's his title from Daniel chapter 7. And that's why the Pharisees got all bent out of shape on one occasion when he said, you'll see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. He's claiming to be the Christ, the Messiah. And while it could refer to Christ, it also refers to human beings.
0: so blessed to be able to share the Word of God with you on each new edition of The Living Word. Thanks for being a part of our valued listening audience. Pastor Danny will continue his study in the book of Hebrews next time, so we hope you'll join us again. We'd like to take a moment and ask you to consider partnering with us as we continue to share the hope of salvation with the world. Would you join us in praying for the listeners of The Living Word? Pray that God would touch each person with His love and open their hearts to the truth of His Word. Please pray for us also. We want to continue following God's plan for this program no matter where He asks us to go. We know the power of prayer, and we appreciate you doing this for us. Would you also ask the Lord about contributing financially to the Living Word? This program is professionally produced to provide the best quality messages possible, so as not to distract from the message of the Bible. That does incur some costs, however, so if you feel led to give, visit our website at ccfstpete.church and click on the online giving guide under Forms. Any and all amounts are greatly appreciated and will be used to share the good news of Jesus' love for the world. Thank you for praying about this. That website once more is ccfstpete.church. With that, we've come to an end of our time with you today. We pray that God continues to bless you as you study His Word and open your heart to His unending love and grace. Thanks again for tuning in today to The Living Word.